baby boy. It's a it's a it's a one year anniversary. Hey Bryce, I just wanted to say congratulations on your one year anniversary of your Purple Pants podcast. I am such a fan, and I just wanted to say you are so loved and appreciated. Keep doing your thing. Bye bye. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. The Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I have the honor and privilege of bringing you another fire episode. Oh, yes. I'm excited to be bringing you guys another podcast, especially after last episode. It's an anniversary. I have to just stop and take a moment to thank everyone for the outpour of love and support that I received. So I'll be honest in saying that I didn't really think it was a milestone to celebrate. You know, I've been doing this at this point for a year and a week. And I just like, you know, get an episode out and, you know, talk to my purple pants posse. But I do have to say that the amount of people that reached out to me from Sari, from Poverty, from Ben, from Adam, from Desiree, from Desi to just basically say like this is a milestone and you should celebrate it really kind of had me in my mind like, well, okay, let me celebrate it. But it was just really heartwarming and emotional to like listen to the messages back the day after the anniversary and just listening and watching my story and just really taking in all of the messages that everyone has sent to me all of the dms that people have sent to me all of the messages that everyone wrote it on the post i was just like wow this is crazy and i i just was really overwhelmed and i got emotional even when i listened back to the episode and i hear robert talking to me a baby boy just get choked up a little bit and so i'm just so 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 grateful again for this opportunity to be able to speak to you to have this platform and you know to have a little shine shine my way because i'm always honest and open that i don't feel like in my life i ever really get the light light shined on me the way i feel like it should be but this is definitely a testament in my life that i am on the right path to something So I just had to start this podcast off by saying thank you so much to my Purple Pants Posse. Thank you so much to Rob. Thank you so much to everyone at the RHAP, to my (laughs) I can't even talk, to my friends and family that really made my day special. I so appreciate it. And I always say we need to give people their roses while they are alive. And I can definitely say that last week I truly experienced uh, getting my roses. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. But if this is your first time listening to the Purple Pants Podcast, welcome. And to my posse, what up? Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you write a review. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. It's super important, okay? We got to make sure this big bay keep on growing. But I hope that everyone had an amazing week since the last time that we talked. What y'all been up to? What you been doing? Okay. You know me, Quarantine B, busy as a who, busy as a high. A Quarantine B is with your boy, he, B, B, B. Okay, that didn't really rhyme, but listen, I was busy as a Quarantine B, B, 
B. So listen, baby boy was busy last week. Everything to go on with the anniversary. Then the day after the anniversary, I had a little photo shoot. Okay, I'll share the details of the photo shoot on another episode. Then, you know, the day after that, my friend has a spa and I went to get sugar. You know, sugar is like a hair removal process. It's not like uh, waxing, but it is a form of waxing, just a lot more healthier. And so I'm going to talk about that one another episode, too. But listen, baby boy was busy. So then on Friday, Wendell was like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. I'm chilling. He's like, come over to my house. Maybe around five o'clock we can go grab drinks or something. I'm like, oh, OK. So then I pull up to Wendell's house and, you know, Wendell, my friend Joey, my friend Chelsea, uh, my friend Nas were there. And we had a little purple pants podcast anniversary party which was so just so sporadic and so much fun but it was just really really good to just receive the love so baby boy was busy now listen purple pants posse y'all got a a moment before we get into this podcast so i want to give a quick shout out to one of my purple pants interns soph she's amazing she kind of helps me organize the things i'm going to talk about um in each episode and so she had asked me when we were on the phone the other day like you know what's going on with your job like i know you're a social worker like how has covid really been affecting you and i was like you know what i'll share that tea with the posse so let me tell y'all y'all know i'm a social worker you know i kind of uh, A year ago, almost, I left the field of working with the children, and now I work with the elderly population. And so that's kind of sort of the field of social work that I'm in. And so when COVID-19 hit, basically, my company was like, we're no longer going out to the homes. We're going to do everything remotely. And so for me, it was a big change because normally I'm, I'm used to working with children. And so like we're mandated that we have to see kids. So this was kind of different. But I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll use this time to get caught up with work. So for the last couple of months, baby boy has been working from home. I've been really productive in the sense of I've got a really good routine. I can get a lot of my work done. I can talk to a lot of my clients and it's really progressing. So last week, maybe like Wednesday or Thursday, we had a a staff meeting company wide and they sprung the staff meeting on us. Maybe if it was like Tuesday, maybe at like 430, they sent like an invitation for a company wide staff meeting talking about it was like entitled like reentering the community. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. So we had the staff meeting and my company said that starting the second week in August, we are going to reenter the communities, starting with like Bucks County because they have the lowest number. And then the week following after that was Philadelphia. And they really didn't have much after to say. They're like, we're going to send you hand sanitizers and masks, and we want you to try to socially distance in the community when you're meeting with your clients. Now, in my mind, I'm like, how can we socially distance? Because one, the population that we serve, a lot of the times they live in small apartments. So how I'm supposed to, you know, socially distance if the room I'm meeting my client in isn't even six feet, let alone and mention a lot of the times the population that I serve, the elderly, they live with their younger grandsons, sons and daughters that who's to say they've been socially distanced? Who's to say they haven't been in Miami? Who's to say like it just was a lot and for me I just felt like this population that we serve is one of the higher populations that is at risk and so it was just like chale baby so I kind of sort of was freaking out a little bit because in my line of work we have to create like wellness plans for them and once I create a wellness plan I gotta give them my computer to sign and if I if they sick they touching my computer is so it just was not a well thought out plan and let me tell you my co-workers they let my company have it so we were on like a zoom meeting and then they like the heads of the company left and then after they left the zoom meetings it was like maybe a hundred of you know us social workers in there and they they, they started talking now mind you I I know 
if we on a company Zoom and uh, they hosted, I know not to say nothing, but listen, baby boy was on mute. Okay, but I was listening and they were so, so some of my coworkers were being so unprofessional, but they were saying the truth though. They were saying like, there's just not enough protection for us. Like hand sanitizers and masks ain't gonna cut it if we've got to enter their home. Like, so they was like, they was going in and then some a supervisor logged on and was like, this is not the forum for you guys to be talking about this. Please log off. I was like, and I, ooh. So it's kind of a little hectic and a little nerve wracking for me as well, too, because it's like I try to stay safe. I try to stay healthy and I don't want to, one, get sick, two, I don't want to like possibly get uh, one of my participants sick as well, too. So it's just such this fine line that we are walking into. But I just felt like I haven't talked about work on the podcast in a long time. And this is something that's definitely stressing me out. So I just wanted to share it with the posse. And I know that there are a lot of first responders that are a Purple Pants posse members, a lot of teachers, a lot of social workers, a lot of people that work in grocery stores. And so I know that this is a concern of you guys as you have been dealing with it. So I just wanted to put it to the forefront and just say that I'm experiencing experiencing it too. And listen, if y'all got any tips, if you any advice, please let your baby boy know. But it's just important for us to be safe during this trying time. And I'm just worried as well too. But I will give you guys an update when I have more clarification from my job. Because listen, baby boy ain't trying to go into nobody home until this thing is clear. And my opinion is like, we're not essential workers. Like, you know, I am a social worker, but I'm just coming to the home to assess services that you have I can do that over the phone so I feel like partly I feel like it's my job trying to put us at jeopardy to basically cut dollars but I don't know but I keep you guys posted now let me give you the rundown for this week's episode we got our church announcements and then on the menu this week baby boy I invite my Aman Aldwin to the podcast to help break down this big brother T okay y'all know I've been open and honest on Twitter trying to figure this out and I was like listen I need to know I need to know what's going on I need to understand everything so he was gracious enough to come on and help me kind of sort of figure out what's going on and then we welcome Jatia Hart Taylor from Survivor Kagiyan to the podcast and she helps me break down the real housewives of Potomac y'all been asking for it and your baby boy delivers and you know we got Barb's message this week and we got freak of the week big bag so listen what you waiting for let's go let's get into this podcast So this week's church announcements is short and sweet. I've got two announcements for you. The first announcement is, listen, the Bryce Isaiah 2021 Zaddy calendar is available. Yes. It was such a labor of love this go round. However, it was no drama like, you know, last year. But I'm so excited that I have another calendar out. And I really like spent a lot of time in this calendar to make sure that it is representative of the people that I want to represent. And I really kind of went in on when I spoke with Rob this week when we did the Zaddy calendar reveal to talk about like what a Zaddy really means to me. And some of the qualities that are most important for me of a Zaddy is that one, you got to be an ally because if you ain't an ally, you ain't a Zaddy. And you can listen to the rest of my qualifications of a Zaddy on that 
that podcast with Rob, which is so much fun. But yes, I just want to make sure y'all know the Bryce Isaiah 2021 Zaddy calendar is available. You can click on my link in my Twitter and my Instagram at Bryce Isaiah, or you can go to Bryce-Isaiah.myshopify.com.com to order your Zaddy calendar. And listen, y'all know what I'm about to say. They go with like hotcakes, okay? So I want to say thank you so much to everyone that has supported the Zaddy calendar thus far. And listen, they flying out like hotcakes. So make sure you get yours now because listen, you know they sell out. You know the Zaddies sell out. So I'm just saying you were warned. You were warned. Second on the church announcements, I just want to make sure that you guys are all aware that there is another panel coming on tonight, which is Tuesday, August 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, Black is Queen, African-American women on competitive reality TV shows, and they're talking about their experiences. And I'm so honored to be a co-sponsor in this panel, and we've got a lot of great guests from Survivor, from Big Brother, and Amazing Race. So make sure you guys check that out tonight at 7.30. I believe Rob is going to be streaming it on his YouTube. And yes, my friend that's on the show tonight, Jatia, she's going to be on it. So make sure you guys... Show some support and check out Black is Queen. Okay, the panel keeping the conversation going. Okay, it's important because a lot of y'all thought this Black Lives Matter moment was that just a moment, but it's not a moment. It's a movement. And I'm so proud of Jatia for kind of putting these panels on to keeping the conversation going. So make sure you guys check it out. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. Keeping the menu rolling. I'm so excited for this new segment that we are birthing on the Purple Pants podcast. You know, one year older. And you know, baby boy got some more kids to birth. So I've been pretty open with my lack of knowledge of Big Brother. But you know, since the TV screens is a little dry lately, I was like, all right, I'm going to get into it. And shout out to my Purple Pants posse for being the best tutor ever because I don't know what's going on. And it's a lot. Three days a week. Okay, that's that's a task right there. Then live feeds and all of the stuff that happens on the live feeds. Whew, I could barely keep up with what I'm doing myself tonight. So I was like, you know what? I want to talk about it because I see my Purple Pants posse is engaged, but I need some help. Okay. And you know, baby boy, Jack Atkins, he is great for Survivor News. But with the growth of the podcast, I feel like it's only right to extend. Uh, I don't even know what I would extend. An olive branch, a door, uh, or no, I would extend wetting my whistle to my good brother, Aman. Welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I um have been a fan of the Purple Pants podcast since its inception, and I like put out like a little a little sneak tweet <laughs> when Bryce was on the uh the Survivor Sequester game a couple months ago. I was like, oh, I'm trying to be on the podcast, and then he said yes, and now all of a sudden here I am to talk about my favorite show, Big Brother. So I'm I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have been extended the olive. Yeah. Or wedding whistle, <laughs> okay. whatever we're calling it. Like, Something. I'm excited. I'm excited. So before we get into Big Brother, because mind you, first of all, I knew you was all about Big Brother. When you had tweeted something that was like, I'm over getting an announcement for an announcement to then 
and delete it to say another announcement is coming. I said, oh, baby boy is passionate. I got to reach out to him. <laughs> but I also think that, yes, so Aman and I are, I guess you could say we brothers through the RHAP, but we are also brothers through the mm-hmm. city of Philadelphia. And I think we have such a unique story about how we really met. And it was like so near and dear. So, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure you could tell the story, but all I know is I was just eating an omelet and I hear someone come over and was like, <laughs> I know that voice anywhere. Oh is that Bryce Isaiah? And I'm like, oh, who this? <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm sorry, guys. And I was with a whole bunch of people. But I'm so curious because I've never really asked your side of that story. So what happened that day? Where, where was we at? And what happened? So y'all were in Northern Liberties. And that's the neighborhood that I live in here in Philly. Um, and y'all went to Green Eggs Cafe. And so I didn't have my glasses on that day. Like, I, I live right around the corner from uh, the restaurant. I was like, you know what? Let me just go get some brunch today. And so I just rolled out of bed, took a shower real quick, and then got on over to the restaurant. I walk in and my blurred vision, like, sees this big group of people sitting at this table like right next to the door but I'm just like I don't really pay any attention to it so I just keep moving and then I have like my airpods in as well so I'm just like listening to music or whatever the hell I'm listening to and I'm sitting there I order I eat like a whole like 30 minutes goes by before I take my airpods out and I'm like hold up that voice (laughs) that fucking voice like I know that voice and so I look up from my plate and then, like, I still can't quite make it out because, like, my vision is getting bad, y'all. Like, I'm becoming an old man. But I recognize Wendell's, like, silhouette. Like, I, I recognize the hair. I recognize the posture. And I'm like, hold up. If that's Wendell, <laughs> then... Because Bryce, he was sitting away from me, y'all. Like, his back was to me. But, like, I recognize the voice. And I'm like, if I know that voice and I recognize that hair, that must be Bryce, which means that must be fucking Rodney, which means that must be fucking Missy, which means that the lady that got up and walked past me and smiled at me as she went to the bathroom, who I thought might look like Nora, must be fucking <laughs> Nora. So I lose my fucking mind and I walk over and I'm like, oh, my God, guys, I'm so sorry. I didn't have my glasses on. If I had, I would have come over here a lot sooner. I recognize your voice. I love all of you. I've watched all your seasons. I'm just like such a huge Survivor fan. You guys were so gracious. You guys immediately, I didn't even ask. You guys immediately got up, offered a picture and everything. It was like, it made my entire week. I could not believe that that had happened to me because I knew that you and Wendell were from Philly, but like Philly's a big city. It's not like I run into you guys every day. And so for you guys to be in that restaurant at the exact same, because I was on a whim that I decided to get brunch that day. I was just, let me go get uh, to Green Eggs Cafe and get some brunch. And then the next thing I know, it was like a Thursday morning. It was like right after Survivor had aired. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I literally just watched Wendell last night on TV and here he is sitting in front of me it was the most sublime experience in my fucking life no it was so lit you were so much fun you had so much energy and sometimes you know in the survivor community fans can be a little like timid I don't even know if that's a word timid but timid intimidated yes. timid <laughs> and so like normally they'll just like walk out and stare and they be like oh okay that's kind of weird but no like your energy was like on 100 and you were so nice and so amazing and it really just kind of like put the cherry on the top for us just to meet somebody well for real for real for me to meet another like black queer person in Philadelphia that like loves Survivor that like yes. you know for me I was like yes! yes and I think even when yes. we took that group photo I was like alright can y'all back away cause I want a picture with him by myself okay <laughs> if y'all don't mind <laughs> can we get a solo dolo but so I just think yes. yes but look at how the stars align and so I'm so honored to have you because I know you bring the heat and the smoke and the energy and I need that for this big brother because I don't know what the hell is going on so what, <laughs> break it down please and please speak slow 
hoe, okay? And pronunciate the word. And don't <laughs> call me a hoe if you say H O H, okay? But what's the T? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me put my phone voice on for y'all. Okay. And you got your glasses on? So, Do you got your glasses on? <laughs> I, get, I don't got them on, but like I think I'll be okay. I think All I can right. handle it this okay. time. Um so Big Brother is a lot like Survivor, okay? Like so I'm assuming that most of your listeners might have an idea what Big Brother is, but I'm sure that there are a few that just listen solely for like the Survivor stuff and for the Bryce content. So for those of you that don't know, I'll take it slow. Big Brother's a lot like Survivor, although it's played in a house instead of on a deserted island, right? So there are two main competitions um, in the game of Big Brother. One is for the HOH, which is short for Head of Household. The other is for the POV, which is the Power of Veto. Now hold on to that. We'll get back to that later. The game is usually set up of 16 house guests, okay? One by one, each house guest is going to be evicted from the house until at the end of the season, there are only two people left to which a jury of nine will then vote on who becomes the winner of Big Brother. So it's a lot like Survivor in that Do they sense. ever do a final... Except th- in they ter- ever do a final three? Just always final two? They've never done a final three. The finale episode always... It starts off with the final three. Like, the final three will participate in the final HOH competition, but one of them always loses and one gets evicted, so the, there's only final two left that the jury gets to okay. question. So it's not like Survivor in where, you know, sometimes it's the final two for Survivor, but for the most part, it's the final three, and the jury will choose between the three. It's always only two options for Big okay. Brother. So that's like a one core difference. Um, the mechanism for elimination or eviction in Big Brother's case is a little different because in Survivor, you know, you compete as a tribe or as two tribes or as three tribes to get immunity and then the tribe that loses has to go to tribal council and then yada, 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 somebody gets voted out. For Big Brother, everyone participates in the HOH competition, right? So if you win the HOH, you get the power of safety, you also get a private room in the house and you also you get a private bathroom oh. as well. But the most important thing is you get to name two people for eviction. So if, I don't know, like let's say Rob was the HOH and he put both of our black asses up, <laughs> we'd both be up on the block for eviction, right? So then the power of veto competition is the competition in which you get the power to take down one of the nominees, oh. right? So the people that participate in that are the HOH, so they get the chance to protect their nominations. The two nominees, of course, so they can fight for a chance to come off the block. And then three house guests by random draw. So everyone will come together. The HOH will choose and the two nominees will choose. Sometimes you'll get like a chip that says house guest choice in which you get to choose oh. which house guests you want to participate in. But it's always six Got people. You. Then whoever wins, they get the option of either taking somebody down, in which case the HOH will then have the power to replace that nominee or you leave them the same. Then once that all happens, you get to the end of the week on Thursday, in Big Brother's case, which is the live show. And then you all come together, Julie Chen hosts the show, and then everyone will come together and vote out one of the two nominees. The only people that obviously cannot vote are the HOH and the two nominees. So, but everyone else will vote, and then someone will leave Can the you say I win the POV challenge? Can I save mm-hmm. it, or it has to be used that round? Or can I hold on to it, and then maybe like next week, if somebody goes up that I don't want, can I use that Vita, or it has to be used within that week? It has to be used within the week. The POV is only good for uh, one week. You have to use it or not use it. However, there have been twists in the past. There have been variations of the power of veto. There's been a diamond power of veto. There's been a secret power of veto or a double power of veto, by which case, like, sometimes you get the chance to save both the nominees from the block and the HOH has to uh, choose two entirely new people. Or the diamond power of veto, which has been brought back more than once, you get the chance to take someone off the block and the person that has the diamond power veto gets to name the nominee instead 
of the HOH. So there's been a few variations, but the main iteration of the power of veto is just whoever wins gets a chance to either take down one person and they'll be replaced or you just leave them the same. Got you. So it's really shady if, you know, somebody gets the veto and we've been working together and they be like, mm, I ain't gonna use it. I'm gonna just waste it. It's like, so it's like, bitch, that's when I take my air, has- that's when I take my errors off and fight you. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. There have been many a times when somebody has been got, got, got essentially like they chose somebody they thought they was in an alliance together and then all of a sudden they win that pov and they're like so you're gonna use it on me right and they're like actually no i'm gonna keep it the same or i'm gonna save this other person instead uh, um wow. and yeah so like things get real real messy i mean even this past week on big brother 22 the person that one of the nominees chose that person didn't even use the veto and kept his ass up on the block so it happens it definitely happens you got to be real careful with who you choose to put uh to put up in that because then it's like the hoh can just put you up for elimination so oh oh so that's another thing the power of veto if you win you are protected you cannot exactly okay or it it would (laughs) yes the bell yes or it'll um it'll obviously if they were eligible it would discourage people from ever using the power of veto so they get safety as well okay all right see okay i like veto i like cousin veto okay yeah (laughs) yeah i'm here for it so i've been watching along and i know that this is like Mm -hmm. this this ain't winners of war but it's all-star season and i know that we've got a lot of different people out here you know we had to grow christmas we got uh davon we got coco Mm -hmm. we got Ian, mm-hmm. we got Mr. Clean, we got uh Kevin. <laughs> so I'm here for all of them. But the one thing that was kind of like twitching my eye a little bit when I was watching on Thursday, because mm-hmm. I was just trying to watch and stay stay committed because listen, it's very easy for me to like do something else. But I wasn't here for the commissioner alliance. And I just say that <laughs> because I'm like, why is like and am I just really like my first time diving into Big Brother, but I just, from Survivor, I hate when it's, like, two allegedly dominant, like, white men that are, like, Mm -hmm. controlling this alliance. Then you have these, like, white women. Like, you know what I mean? And then even on this episode, they're like, oh, maybe we could even work with Davon and whatever. But it was, like, obviously Davon and them on the outside of the alliance and at the Mm -hmm. core alliance are, like, three white men. So I was just like, "Mm, let me just see. Yes. Yes. I mean, one thing that I've always appreciated about Survivor, and Survivor also has its struggles. That's not, you know, I'm not going to put too much praise on them. But one thing that I've always said about them is that they have been better at casting than Big Brother. Big Brother has been so formulaic over the past few seasons uh, with their casting choices. Um, Sometimes it's just one black person in the house. Sometimes there's two. Um, And in terms of Asian representation, it's also kind of the same story, even if there are any at all on a season. Um, So the one thing for Big Brother this season is a lot of us were hoping that because of all of the shit that's been happening on, uh, you know, with Black Lives Matter and all these protests and everything, that they would be committed to change. And it seems like they're trying. They're, they're trying, you know what I mean? Because they got two black women up in there. They got two black men up in there, which has never happened. We've never had four black people on one season ever, unless you count the celebrity version of which Tamar won. But if you're sticking to just Big Brother proper, just like the regular right. seasons, this has never happened who, before. Who's so the other male of color? Progress is right. made. Is, it's, is it David and Kevin? It's, yes, okay. Kevin. Kevin is uh, black and Japanese. Oh, okay, yes. Black and ease, as he likes and to describe yes. himself. Yeah. Kevin, <laughs> over here at the Purple Pants Posse, has our heart, okay? He came up in that house with the purple on, so I was like, all right, baby boy, <laughs> I'm hoping and rooting for you 
you. But then I was like a little sad to find out yes. that like, oh, how ironic. He up on, uh, he's up for, I'm about to say, not HOH, not Vito. Uh, is it a nomination? nomination elimination. elimination. Eviction. <laughs> and I'm like, child, yep. here we go. Same story, different season. But I was happy to see that people obviously stuck with Kevin. Um, and I believe, was it Christmas that went home? Uh, it was Keisha. Keisha, Keisha, Keisha Smith. Home. And mm-hmm. even though Keisha Smith seemed mm-hmm. like a doll, but I really felt like just for me watching personally, I felt like people were like, oh no, we don't want to be like the first person to like eliminate the like queer person of color. Um, it's kind of like the vibes mm-hmm. I got a little bit, but I was happy to see yep. Kevin stay. Break us down. What's some other tea that maybe I would have missed or that I don't know what's going on so I could get a better understanding going into this week? So I'll, I'll try and keep it as quick as possible. Like you said before, this is just an all-star season. So there's a lot of baggage that a lot of these players are bringing into the game. Uh, there has been, like, the, the cast has sort of been getting leaked bit by bit ever since the rumors started happening way back in, like, the end of May, beginning of June. So the Big Brother fandom sort of had an idea of who would be playing with who. Some big names um, got dropped. Some of them apparently may have allegedly tested positive for corona. Uh, some of them uh, may have decided to back out at the last minute. Um, so there's been like a lot of pre-gaming going on between some of these players and that's really just beginning to color and taint the experience for some of the viewers because players that aren't even involved in the season right now are somehow having influences over some of these players that they've played with before that they want to see win or that they're trying to sabotage other players. So there's like a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Dan Giesling and Derek Lavasso are considered to be some of the biggest and best people to ever play and win Big Brother. Both of them were highly anticipated to be a part of the season. Both of them are not on the season, obviously, but both of the people that they uh, brought to the final two with them are on the season, and Cody Calafiore and Memphis uh-huh. uh, Garrett, who you just described as the alliance that you did not like. So a lot of people are like, oh my god, Dan and Derek totally made them up, get together, we're gonna try and, like, run the season. So a lot of people have, like, a sour taste in them because people that aren't even on the show seemingly have influence on what's going on. Uh, so it's uh, it was sad to see Keisha go. She was, like, probably on the best season of Big Brother, which is Big Brother 10. I highly suggest that you watch that season. It's so good. Um, so it was sad to see her go, but I agree with you that it was really nice to be able to see Kevin stay because he's also a really deserving person. He made it all the way to final three in his season. And so, yeah, we're kind of at a point right now where we're just looking to see if there's anybody that's going to be able to stand up to Memphis right now because he is the current HOH. And a lot of people aren't necessarily happy with the way things are going because they feel like it's just going to be a dominant alliance that's going to run these people out of here. That's, a, that's like a tired thing that we see on right. from time to time and we're, we're over it's it. It's similar to Survivor where we have that one dominant tribe that wins, 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 wins and the other alliance just gets beat down mm-hmm. and beat down. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to see my girl Devon and um, I'm about to say uh, yes. I, I always get her name wrong. Don't tell me. It's not Jamie. It's not Cam- uh, Bailey. Bailey. But um, mm-hmm. I'm nervous for them because obviously for them they've got to like be careful because the reputation mm-hmm. of them is them only two. So obviously the second that anyone sees them together, no matter if they think that they're like working together or not, they're yep. automatically going to pin them together, which kind of annoys me yep. because when we see like Coco and Christmas and all them other girls, like it's nothing, you know, they could just like hang right. out and kiki. So obviously it puts such a, a back on Bailey and Devon's shoulders, but I'm just, I'm really more a fan of Devon. That's my like friend in real life. And I just, I know that yes, Mama Devon love don't Devon. play. Okay. And she really took me out at the end of her confessionals when she said justice for Brianna Taylor I said 
You mm-hmm. better use your platform <laughs> on that Big Brother house. So yes. I was here for yes. it. So what has happened? Has anything happened like since last Thursday? Like, have they chosen a new HOH or? Yes. Okay. So it's so, Memphis. Um, Memphis is the new HOH. He uh, he won during the episode, and as of right now, uh, the nominations always take place on Friday. He put up David and Nicole. Both of them are from season uh, twenty-one. Wait, da- David, the black summer. guy. Mm-hmm. Child, you mm-hmm. know what? Uh, you who? Hold on, wait. But you know what? All hope is not lost because he has a lot of allies in that Uh house. There are a lot of people. I mean, people love the both of them. But I feel like David might be edging Nicole out with the numbers because there are quite a few people that have taken a liking to him over the past week that he's been in that house. And on top of that, apparently, we didn't get to see it because the feeds get cut. That's another thing about Big Brother is that there are live feeds 24-7 almost because they they have to cut it for certain competitions and stuff and wait for the TV show to air. But during the nomination ceremony, apparently Memphis was like, oh, well, Welcome to Big Brother. You, you're now sitting at the big kids table. Like you didn't get a chance to play last oh. year, so like you don't even know what this game is about. So some something along the lines of that, like really condescending. So a lot of people were just like not trying to mess around with that energy, and I think that has garnered a lot of sympathy for David. So I feel like he might be able to uh, make a comeback. The Power of Veto competition is today. Okay. The feeds are probably going to go down later later this evening, um, and so we'll see who's going to be uh, who's going to come out on top. I think right now, like I said, both the nominees and the HOH will play. So Memphis will play, Nicole will play, David will play. Um, and I believe that Ian, Tyler, and the other Nicole got chosen to play as well. So we'll see how it shakes out at the end of the day, um, depending on like who wins. Maybe someone will come down and maybe Nicole will be saved. I don't know. Like, well, It's, it's kind of hard to say right now because a lot of people are going back and forth. But we'll yes. see. We'll and see. when this podcast comes out, it'll be Tuesday. So I'm sure the Purple Pants Posses will let me know and keep us updated. Now, real quick, Amad, do you mm-hmm. watch? So you watch the live feeds. Yes, I am a feedster. So break it down for me because I never really got into this like secret society of the live feed so you have to pay like is it like cbs all access and then you get to see the feeds or yeah okay once you pay for cbs all access that's it you get automatic access to the feeds it's a lot y'all like i like i can like if you're on the outside looking in and you're like oh my god like you want me to sit here and watch 24 7 live feeds and on top of that you want me to sit here and watch three nights television like that's a lot okay and bitch you know the tea but i do it but I do it and I know what's going on exactly and like you don't necessarily have to like be glued to the feeds at so all So how times. you watch like, it? Just opening up a Twitter account. So I mean I, I watch it for like when the main things happen right? So like like I said the thir- like Thursday is always the live show. Thursday is always the live eviction. Either the HOH competition plays out during the television show or the live feeds will open up immediately afterwards and it's like an endurance competition and we get to watch the HOH play out on the live feed. So I'll usually watch Thursday nights because that's when the HOH gets crowned you get to see like all the players like talk to the HOH about nominations. Then I'll watch like Friday during the day to see who gets put up and see who like where the talking is happening from there. And then on Saturday I'll watch after the veto competition to see like what they're gonna do about like who's coming down and who's getting replaced and all that. Then on Monday is the veto ceremony. And then that's pretty much it. Like the rest of the days are kind of like dead time. Like, and I'll the, just keep up the on Twitter. The rest of the days, you, you know, mean two other days, baby? You just named six <laughs> five days of the week. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm only watching, like, a certain part of it. So, like, I'll watch once the nominations take place. I'll watch them, like, scheme. And then, like, once things kind of die down, 
I'm done. And then I come back for like all the other ceremonies. So after the ceremonies take place, that's when I watch. I watch for like maybe two hours or so and then I'm done. And then I'll go back to Twitter for like anything else. If anything else starts popping off, then I'll like run to the feeds and look to see what's going on. But other than that, like you don't have to be glued. Some people like to be glued at all, like at all times. It's kind of sort of sound like you you described to me, bitch, that you are glued. But (laughs) I mean, if you say it's not glued, I'm not going to judge you. But I mean, I'm certainly more glued than most people. I will give okay. you that. But I'm saying, like, you you don't have to be, like, you don't have to be attached to the live feeds at all times like some people are. You can you can take your okay, break. You, you know what I mean? Because like, there's a lot of downtime in the house. Because if you're not playing a competition and you're not at a, a veto ceremony, a nomination ceremony, you're just sitting around the house. So there really isn't much to do, you right. know? So... It gets really boring really fast. So this was exciting. I'm so honored that you would come on and help be my tutor and break it down for me. I hope that you will come back, Purple Pants Posse, if you yes. enjoyed this combination, okay, this combo of your baby boy and a mod. Please tweet us and let us know, and we can ask to have a mod back. But before we go, where can the people follow you if they don't already know about you? If you don't know, you better know. I'm at Amon Adwin on Twitter. That's where I'll be staying. That's where I'll be lurking, you know, if, talking my if shit. If he's not watching the live feed, y'all, okay, that's where he'll be. If I'm not watching, well, if I'm watching the live feed, I'm definitely on Twitter at the same time. So you'll you'll see me. You will definitely see uh, me. This is so exciting. Thank you so much. And yes, I cannot wait until next week till you break down some more tea. Fingers crossed my baby boy David yes. is still up in it. Yes, yes, he's in it. We'll see what happens tonight. I have a, I have a, I think there's like one other person in the competition that's going to be playing for him. Like, so if David doesn't win and that person wins, we'll definitely use it on him. So we'll We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm excited. Right, okay. It's going to be a Keep good one. Keep me posted. All right. I will do. Keeping the mingu rolling. I've promised you guys that I would pack frill Housewives of Potomac. I see the tweets. I get the DMs. When are you covering it? Well, guess what? I'm covering it now. But I could not cover the house, the real Housewives of Potomac, without bringing on somebody that could have been on the Real Housewives of Potomac. So let's welcome to the podcast my good, 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 uh, good girlfriend, Jetsia Hart Taylor. Hi, Bryce. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for I coming. Can, you know, I cannot wait to talk because you and I argue all the time about Real Housewives. So I'm ready to get in your ass about this. Well, I mean, we argue, but I mean, you know, we just have a difference of opinions who you we, tend to go for. Oh my gosh, we're always on different teams when it comes to Housewives. Always. Well, I feel like this season of Potomac, the teams are meshing. So I feel like maybe we could be possibly on the same team. I I don't know, but I'm excited to to see. Well, you know, girl, you can never come for me. But I think it's funny because when you got married, um, you were living in D.C., like in Potomac. And I remember when I came to your house for your baby shower, you was like, oh, yeah, this is Potomac. I was like, this is Potomac? Wait, wait, did the house was in Potomac? You was like, yes, this, this is Potomac. I am the grand dame. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That is so funny. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because um, when I see the different places that they live, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's over there. So um, I do recognize, like, Ashley lives in Arlington and Candace lives in Maryland in National Harbor. And so it's just interesting because I can, like, like literally see where they're going and stuff like that. So it's really cool. And, it's, and that's a beautiful area. So No, yes. When you lived in Potomac and when you lived in, like, Virginia, everywhere, both your houses. Well, your condo was amazing and your house in Virginia was so dope. Yes, I so, love that backyard, but it was too much work. Okay. Yes, the- that backyard was a lot. That was a yeah. lot. Okay. Oh my gosh. 
So let's get into Potomac. So we're three episodes down. So I figure we can kind of like talk about this episode, but really kind of go into detail about what the ladies have been up to. So I feel like it's only right that we start with the grand dame herself, Miss Karen. Yeah. So I like Karen. I don't have a problem with her. Um, I do like that she likes to have fun. I hope her and Reddit are okay. I hope her her kids are really nice. She has a really good story. Um, I don't care where she lives. Who cares where she lives? Leave that lady alone. She's trying to live her life. And Giselle always well, trying to be messy with her. Here Leave you her go. Alone. Well, so this season, the Grand Dame, you know, the last two seasons, she had moved out of Potomac. Her and Ray were facing tax evasion. She, li- she moved right next door. It was literally like the next neighborhood over. It really- but it was like, for- they made it seem like it was 45 minutes away. The Great house was a little... The house Sorry. was a little older. Mm. But this season, the Grand Dame is back. You know, she has her perfume line, the Grand Dame, that I really, I keep, like, reminding myself when I get paid that I want to buy it. So, mm-hmm. I think that this Friday, I'm going to buy the Grand Dame's perfume. Please tell you me how me. it smells, because you have the nose of all noses, and so yes, I really I love like... perfume. Yeah. But we see the Grand Dame opening up about her relationship with her, I think, Ray's about 15 or 20 years older than her, mm-hmm. and she is opening up about her marriage issues with Ray, which, you know, the one thing that I always love about a Housewives franchise, on which I, I love watching, like, new franchises, is that mm-hmm. I love the glam squads. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Karen glam squad has come the farthest because when she first came on yeah. she was giving us like Braxton Value season one with those like wigs no no don't do it don't do it and you remember when she that, was like shifting her wig at the um yes that was like last season <laughs> but I definitely think when Karen started I thought she was a lot older than what she actually is like now yeah. we see her in Fendi crop top short wigs and I'm like okay Farron I'm not Farron okay Karen you look cute so yeah. and obviously Karen Karen is team Monique and team Candace, and obviously she's just anti Giselle, which is annoying me. So that's really basically Karen. So we could go into my girl Giselle. Okay, the word on the Whatever. street is Giselle's still the baddest thing walking and the anointed thing talking. So Giselle has bought a home in Potomac in the countryside. She's renovating it. She is back with her baby daddy Jamal Bryant, the mega pastor church in Atlanta, and. She's got three girls. I think two are twins and then one is like younger than the twins. But the girls don't seem to be too excited for Giselle and her baby daddy, which is their father, to get back together. The one thing that I will say is that <laughs> Giselle is slightly and politely a little messy. Um, and But I feel like it makes for good show. But at the end of the day, I still feel like Giselle has a good heart and she's a good friend. And I just I like Giselle. So go ahead and hate on Giselle. You can go ahead. Okay, so first of all, I heard her her house is in Bethesda and not Potomac, but whatever, you know, it's a whole bunch Child, of them. Here we go. Here don't we actually, go. I mean, Bethesda is, is, is great as well, so no hate to her. I hope her house is beautiful. Her daughters are amazing. I hope her and her baby daddy get back together and it works out. But that's unlikely. Let's be honest. So, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I understand the trepidation um, of the people involved who, you know, don't want to see this go poorly. Nobody wants to see a relationship go poorly. Um, saying that she's a little messy is the fucking understatement of this of the century. Like she's Girl. more than a little bit messy. 
I girl. mean, but this show is about messiness. Um, but I think she is like Queen Petty. Like from the very first season when she was like uh, came with a shirt free Uncle Ben and stuff like that. Like if you was my friend and you came someplace with a shirt like that on, it 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 would have been on on all the way on. So that was more than messy. That was personal, and you don't talk about people's family like that. So whatever. Well, I mean, I agree. Uh, however, you know, they are on a TV show, and you know, it was breaking the news, and Karen wasn't being forthcoming with it. So you know, it I ain't felt none like of her damn like- business. I felt like it was like Giselle trying to say, like, we support you, but you got to let us in. Nope. She ain't letting <laughs> us in. Nope. She ain't letting us in. You know, so, you know, so whatever. She's a hater and, and I'm not I'm not here for her. And her okay. her friend be gossiping and just, I mean, I understand it. So, so we don't gossip? Yes, we do. Okay. And so I ain't going If we got paid what they got paid, I'd be gossiping on TV too. So I ain't going to hate on it. But I'm just saying now I'm on this show and this is what we talk about. So bam. So I do not judge just, her as a person. I'm talking about the character, Giselle. And okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Giselle and Monique teamed up in the last three episodes to basically get a Ashley Darby out the house. Now, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't watch, Monique came to the season, second season, and her and Giselle kind of sort of class. Monique is married to a retired football player who got money. They bought a nice house in Potomac. Uh, Monique is young. She's got two, three children now. Monique necessarily isn't my cup of tea, but I will say I do enjoy what she brings to the show. I feel like she's young. She's vibrant. She's got her own opinion. She got money so she could speak. So, but her and Giselle don't necessarily get along. Monique has been in some almost close to physical altercations season two. She almost got into it with Robin. And, you know, she almost got into it with Kansas last season when uh, Monique was pregnant. It's a lot. But this season, they're trying to bury the hatchet because Monique and Ashley kind of sort of became friends. Now, Ashley and Monique was not friends last season because Ashley was coming for Monique in regards to a lot of different things. But they seemed to be able to patch it up when Ashley got pregnant. So they wanted to get Ashley out of the house. It seems like Ashley is suffering from postpartum depression. Although she really should be suffering from, is my husband gay? Um, Or not, but... (laughs) Okay, but as what we know it is now is postpartum depression. So they have a little get together and all the ladies come. We get to see this new lady, Wendy, who is Candace's friend. She is a doctorate. She's a professor at John Hopkins and she is a political commentator for CNN. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You skipped right right to Monique and you didn't give me a chance to even... Uh, well, I mean, I was I'm, just kind of setting the uh, stage yeah, up. So but no go problem. ahead. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Because you probably it's... like Monique, but go ahead. Oh, see, this is the thing. You see how you do Y'all see this podcast? You see how? Oh, shade, shade. So anyway, about my girl Monique, I love uh, Monique. I stand for Monique. As the kids would say, "Yas, queen, iconic." Is that how they do it, right? I don't know, cause I ain't Yas, queen. So um, I love her. I really relate to her. We're the same age, and I just love that she has her shit together. She loves her family. She loves her husband. She's trying to make that money. She got actually four houses. Okay, um, is she making money or spending her husband's money? Well, she got four houses and she managing them all. That's that's passive income, honey. That's four streams right there. Thank you very much. So um, I think she's also, she keeps it real. She keeps the body right and tight and, you know, that's more than a lot of the women on that show. So I think she's doing her best to balance and she's definitely not just sitting around chilling, you know, taking in her man's money, even though I'm sure she could do that and that would be fine as well if that was 
a choice. Um, I think that Giselle felt very threatened when she saw Monique. So well, I thought we were off Giselle. So anyway, and I just love that she's here. I like that she will drag a bitch if needed. And yeah, so don't come for her, okay? Hmm. And again, I, I did not say, I, I mean, Monique, just necessarily for the show is not my cup of tea, but she makes the show very interesting. She's, so. not, she's not my cup of tea. She's my whole pot. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Ch- listen, you, you keep that over there in Great Falls. But <laughs> so Monique and Giselle, who are arch enemies, came together because they're both friendly with Ashley to throw Ashley a getting out of the house party mm-hmm. just remember that little party because mm-hmm. then we'll talk mm-hmm. about candace because mm-hmm. candace i low-key don't like candace like but i like candace a little bit though because she has a lot of growing to do but you know i'm all about you know i'm on a roll for a better bryce so i'm all about following someone on their journey she has met a husband named chris they got married she is spoiled her mother oh. is uh i don't know what her, her mom's like a therapist but i guess super successful because the house i that think candace she has some properties as well so right so candace lives in her mother's home but that she claims is her own and her and her mom have somewhat of a real like volatile relationship like when candace was getting married she wanted to invite her half brother so candace Mm -hmm. candace mom and dad divorced back when candace was young due to infidelity and candace's father had a son on Candace, which has nothing to do with Candace. And so that's technically Candace's brother. She has a relationship with him, but she doesn't really tell her mom about it. But Candace is getting married and wants to share her life with everyone. So she asked her stepbrother to come. And that was like a point of contention with her mom. Miss Dorothy was acting a mess. Miss Dorothy oh, is a mess. Was, oh, my God. She was like the worst. Okay, portrayed. I'm going to say portrayed because we talk about the character, not the person. But she right. was like the worst reality mom I've seen since I love New York mama. I like New York mama. Yeah, of course you, of course you would. Yeah. Come but on. Don't come for Sister Patterson. Don't come for Sister Patterson. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, Sister Patterson was a hot mess. And so it's Candace's mom. But, you know, that's what they show on TV. And I'm sure they play it way up. Um, But I thought it was really um, poorly done when she didn't want her to reach out to her um, half-brother. Like, I just felt like that was her mom. Like, you're putting too much on Candace. That has nothing to do. So the whole plight about everything. When anyone wants to take a dig at Candace, they'll just say, like, your mom's house or something like that. So Candace and her husband are working to be, like, financially independent from her mother. And the season actually starts starts out with Candace having a uh, one-year anniversary party for her and Chris. She invites all of the ladies. She does not invite Ashley because at this point in time, her and Ashley are not talking. However, who she does invite is Sharice. Now, Sharice mm-hmm. is the original housewife. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of liked Shasha. Like, I go back and forth with Shasha. Like, I like Shasha. She got messy all of a sudden. Like, she was cool and then she just, like, blew up and I was like, oh, I didn't know you had it in you, but clearly you just... But- Right, but it's weird because I have a love-hate relationship for Shasha, but I did not understand why they took Shasha off, and I feel like they should have brought Shasha back. So I know um, why they took her off because, like, when she was on, she was trying to like cover everything up. And well, she, well, she her and her husband were in the process of a divorce, and her husband right. wanted no parts of the show. He didn't want to be seen. Her husband did her dirty. She was yeah. kind of going through a new phase of her life. But also, let me just tell you, her son. Have you ever seen her son? 
Is he fine as hell? Oh, well, mind you, he's like 21, <laughs> 22. His name's like Deshaun or something. I follow him on Instagram. Baby, he's like delish. So I, maybe that's the reason why I like Shasha, a.k.a. Sharice. Uh, but Sharice came to... Shasha, because you know that's her rap name is Shasha. You know when she used to rap. But anyway, so Monique invited Sharice to her party, which is weird because Sharice is not a housewife. And when Monique was on, Sharice wasn't a housewife, nor was she a friend of the show. So there's history between Monique and Sharice. Monique was the friend to Sharice. You know how when the housewives come on, they be like, oh, this is my friend. So Monique was Sharice's friend. They were like big sister, little sister. However, when the next season that Sharice did not get back on, you know, in the words of Giselle, talk of the street, that her and Sharice had a falling out. And we learn about this falling out this season because when Monique saw that Sharice was there, Monique was like, mm, let me back away from her. And then, you know, Sharice's brother, aka manager, who be running her Instagrams and, and be shading Robin, he was there and he was like, do we need to fight? And Monique was like, I ain't paying her no mind. So, we then find out through Giselle, because you know Giselle is messy, back to when messy. her, Giselle, and Monique were planning mm-hmm. this dinner for uh, Ashley, Giselle was like, Giselle, you, you hear that country come on out of me? Giselle! <laughs> Giselle was like to Monique, girl, why uh she invite Shasha to the thing if she, y'all friends? Mm. And Monique was like, I really couldn't figure that out. I don't know why, because what's the girl named Candace? Know that I don't like her. Now, Candace and Monique are supposed to be really good friends. They had a falling out last season, but vowed to make their friendship back up again. So Giselle was planting the seed like, yeah, girl, they are they friendly. And, you know, they're not really that friendly. So it's weird as to why that she would want to have her there. Then in Giselle's confessional, okay? Mm. Come on, Giselle getting mm. the season started. Mm. In Giselle's confessional, she drops the bombshell that the word on the street is is that Monique and her husband, we call him Big Boy, they were having marital problems due to the fact that Sharice was running around town letting people know that allegedly Monique was getting it popping with her trainer. Okay, so everybody likes to say you getting it popping with the help. Okay, so like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. She just shot a baby out of her cooch and she getting it popping. I mean, I mean... Just because you I shoot a baby out the cooter coo, don't that's mean true. that you that's can't true. get it pop locking and dropping and squatting with the trainer. But why would you? First of all, even if that was true, what business is that of yours? Like, I mean, it's not. But if you living in a small town like Potomac and you claim to be such a happy wife and love your family, but you out tooting and booting with the trainer. So what? What they got to do with you? Because the only reason. Oh, look, this is the thing. She probably heard it in the street. And this is the thing. Giselle. All you trying to do is get the story off of you and stay in the mess so that you can stay on the show. Like, find something else. There are plenty of things. So. And exactly. And again, get into people's family and get into people's, all that will get you blessed in the face. So you just better tell us. I mean, Bryce, come on now. If somebody came to you talking about somebody bars. So, I mean, so, okay, exactly, well, for, exactly, okay, exactly. I, so listen, I understand that, but what I do also understand that if me and my mom were to be on a reality show, let's speak it into existence, mm, but, mama loves it, when, loves it. okay, no, but you know, when me and Barbara <laughs> on a reality show, you know, obviously, in the name of. <laughs> she becomes fair game. So if somebody has, if Barb is out there with her trainer, okay, and John at home with Sunshine, then... I mean, that's tea to be spilt for a TV show. Okay. All right. So, when, if, if that happened in a couple of years, when that happens, um, 
I want to see how you feel about it because this I is mean, I'm a custom bitches out, but it's like that's the nature of the beast. I, I'm not like signing on to the view. I'm not signing like you know what I mean. I but, just think that I think lines with your family and stuff like that. Like, but Sharice is, is not, not on that, the show. But she wasn't the on the show. Could have been played the way it could have been played was you could have been went to your girl and be like, hey, someone so right there. That that one over there told me so and so and so. Let's let's go straighten this out because that ain't right. She she putting you out in the street. And so then they should have went together to the person and then ganged up on the person. So you ain't betraying your your friend. So again, storyline and again, you can move on. Thank you. But again, you're putting this on Giselle when it really is on Candace because Sharice was doing this not as a housewife. So this was just talk in the street. But if you so, bring it to, but to the and circle. that's Candace. Candace brought Sharice to the circle to put this elephant in the room. So obviously, if there's an elephant in the room, just like in Survivor, they want you to make the story make sense. So you just is coming for Giselle when you really should be focusing the effort towards Candace. But anyway, let's digress back to uh, the the baby thing because we are not going agree because we not going to agree because you just want to come for Giselle. If you want to come for Giselle, then girl, I can just see these facts all day, all long. Okay. Oh, I just think Giselle is messy and she never wants to focus on her thing. So. She always trying to stir the pot to get away from her. But you know what would be a good uh, story? Talking about Jamal Bryan and his pink ass suit. But uh, you know what? <laughs> we ain't talking about that. We talking about something else because that's the well, way Well, Robin talked it. about it. So mm-hmm. anyway, to get through this dinner, the ladies essentially kind of sort of gang up on Candace. They be like, you should apologize to Ashley. Candace is like, and which is why I like Candace. Candace is like, that's a personal conversation. I'm not against it, but I would like to have it with Ashley one on one. So then Sharice kind of comes up a little bit and Monique and Candace go back and forth a little bit, which kind of sort of sets up the storyline for the season because the season, the big fight is allegedly between Candace and Monique. Monique and yeah. as much as I like Candace, the word on the street is Candace. Yeah, dr- I mean, Monique drag. That's Candace. what I heard too. So, and I mean, get- I don't condone violence. Let me say that. I do not ever condone violence i think you should you know remove yourself before it gets to that point however right so ashley has also been open with after having her baby she feels like she's been having postpartum depression she does not want to leave the house she's very protective of her child so let me ask you this when you gave birth to my girl ashna sometimes i'm nice and, and sometimes, sometimes i'm, I'm not. not honey yes were were you giving very much ashley vibes or were you like baby anybody can hold her let's go let's get this world popping like what were you like after you had your first child um, I was very nervous because I didn't know, you know, it's all new and like you swollen. Like I tell everybody, if you, after I gave birth, they were like, well, how are you feeling? I, I, I tell people that I felt like I got into a fight and got jumped and instead of people punching me, they just kicked me in the crotch. Oh, it couldn't have been that bad, girl. You had, an, you had another baby shortly after. Well, it was something else in my crotch that was good too. So, they oh, it, uh- so. <laughs> Oh, okay. Come on, hot pocket. <laughs> so, um, it, it's a lot going on. So, not only are you like, you know, your vagina is basically pushed open and it's flat, oh. back shut. Then your oh. boobs leaking, oh. and like your hormones are flooding. It's like, you know, basically twelve periods all at once. Oh my god. Um, so it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then, so like, you can I, relate to Ashley. Oh heck yeah. Like I remember I used to just have some like irrational fears and I knew the fears were irrational. Like I'd be 20 feet from the window and I'd be like, oh my 
God, what is the baby? What if I fall and trip and roll and didn't with the baby? I remember mom? you were telling me that too. Oh, and I know I found it like, yeah, I knew it was not rational, but that's the way you feel because there's this flood of hormones and you want to be so protective. It's a lot to take in. So go ahead. I'm Ashley. I'm a team. Okay. I, I like Ashley. Ashley can be a bit messy, but for the most part, I do like Ashley. I don't always agree with Ashley, but I would definitely put, if this was a draft, I definitely would draft Ashley to my team. So. I, I would the good thing about her and the difference between her and Candace is that she will acknowledge when she is being messy and apologize. But that's also Ashley's plight is that one, Ashley gets in uh, to people's business with the Robin situation, yes, yes, with does. the she Karen situation. Then when mm-hmm. it came to her situation with her husband allegedly on Grindr and her husband mm-hmm. touching people butt and, you know, Same assault charges, she ain't like that. So I think since that season, last season, it was kind of sort of humbling for Ashley. So, Ashley wants to have a sip and see for the baby because she wants to invite the ladies to her house and she wants to kind of like, you know, get over her fear of scaring her child. So, she invites all of the ladies. All of the ladies come and when she also invites Shasha, which was like, I was like, now, ooh. Now, at, at first, I thought, like, now, how is she going to let Ashley off the hook, but not mm-hmm. let Candace off the hook? But in a scene, we see that a couple of days before, Ashley called Monique and was like, just let you know, I'm inviting Shasha. And so that's what Monique did not do. And so mm-hmm. I guess that's what real friends do. Mm-hmm. Um, so tension, uh, the moment was Shasha got there a little later, but Candace was there. And it was just like tensions were extremely high because Candace and Monique. And in this situation, I really do feel like from what Candace is saying, it's like, I I didn't know the beef was that like uh, still bothering you. Uh, okay. So and I, I like I want to believe Candace. So I, I, I feel like her too, but like she should have been back telling and apologized. Okay, but here's said. the thing. She said that she she even at Ashley's like welcome come back to the world dinner. She didn't apologize to Ashley, but she apologized to Monique. Mm-hmm. And this is where I feel like Monique is a flip flopper because it's like, okay, she apologized, you accepted, then y'all get to Ashley's house and now you're still bringing it up. And now like she's just kind of like poking the bear. So I kind of sort of felt like Monique handled that situation rather well because Monique got up and left like I would do because I would cuss bitches out and then I would leave. Um, And so then Ashley went down to check on her and they were kind of sort of fine. So then when they were gone, Shasha was there. And so Giselle was like, well, there was a lot of talk of Shasha the other night. And Shasha was like, really? Why? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, it's the elephant in the room. Like, hopefully maybe you and Monique have a conversation. And Monique was like, tread lightly, Giselle. And then Monique was like, ooh, I got, I got to do my podcast. I got to go. And Monique hit it out of there. And so they were all like, how hypocritical of you because when Candace was leaving, you was like, girl, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And hell, here they go wanting to talk to you and Shasha and you just out like a light bulb. Like a light bulb. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, so, I'm, I'm a fan of the remove yourself from the situation. But I mean, also, I feel like, you know, if at that dinner table, you wanted Monique and Ashley Darby to make up so bad. So like you are forcing it down their neck. So here they are trying to get you. Girl, oh, 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 I thought you were. Look, look. Right. So come on. That's why I feel like Monique be like flipping to the flopping. And then obviously the grand dame was there. And they was like, Karen, do you remind you? Karen's so shady. Karen's like, they're like, Karen, do you know what? Why she don't like Shasha? And Karen like, I don't know. 
She said she had to do her podcast. You know, she, I mean, but listen, that is true though, because I do be out with like Wendell and Joey and they be like, oh, let's go somewhere else. I be like, bitch, I got to go home. I got to get this podcast done. So I can relate to that. And then lastly, before we wrap up our Potomac like rundown, we've got our girl, Robin. I love oh, Robin. I'm, I'm meh about her. Um, and no, we still haven't gotten to Wendy really, but um, I'm meh about Robin. Um, about what? I, I feel like, and you know, this is also again the character that they portray. But um, would you agree that? Would you agree that Robin is the Cynthia Bailey of this season? Blah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Robin is blah. I like Robin. I mean, her wand can get it. I just feel like, I, I just, yeah, Juan is very cute. Um, I just feel like she's always like playing second fiddle and supporting the mess that Giselle brings up. Um, uh, I do, I, mean, I do want to so. see her. I do, I do. Um, I do like that she holds her own whenever anybody bring it to her. She never leaves and has to go do her podcast, and I appreciate that. Like she takes it and she gives it, and she never backs down. So I can appreciate that about Robin. I'll say that. Right. So Robin has, you know, had financial woes on Whoa, this honey. season. Uh, she divorced her husband uh, for infidelities, Juan. And actually, yeah. Juan actually is the coach in Coppin State, which is in Baltimore, which is only like two hours away from Philly. But anyway, uh, Juan and Robin are divorced. However, they've been cohabitating since they've gotten divorced because Juan always said that he wanted to grow up in the house with his boys. And I think it's important when you're raising black boys to have yeah. your black father in the home. And so that was a sacrifice that Robin made. And which is why I can just, just even from knowing that bit about Robin, I de- like, I, that's just why I like Robin. But I, guess, I mean, I can see, I, I'm, I'm glad she's standing by her man. But I mean, I guess as a black woman, I want to see her win. I want to see all these people win. Well, she's got new businesses. She's been flipping lefty. houses. I know. She, so, like, girl, you just keep going back to Giselle. We want Robin right now. Look, don't tell me where to be. I'll be where I am, okay? We want so, Robin Dixon right now, okay? So and you back Robin, on Giselle. Yeah, Robin, Giselle psychic. Um, is <sighs> like, I want to see her win, but I think sometimes as black women, we try to support and don't take care of ourselves first. So I just want to make sure she's taking care of herself. So I ain't got no beef with Robin. I like that she's strong. I like that she stands up for herself. I wish she would just make sure that she stands up for herself in the home as well. She did <laughs> um, her, her husband to be. No, we get married. So I, I did like that because that's what woman after my own heart. And we so get married. It <laughs> looks like, yes, and it looks like there is a possible engagement this season with uh, Robin and Juan. So I'm excited about that. And then lastly, uh, tell us about this new Candace's friend, Wendy. What, what, what's your thoughts on Wendy? Because we know Karen is not impressed. I heard. Um, well, you know, Karen is never impressed. And, you know, she got so much Botox. She can't move her eyebrows. So we wouldn't oh, know if she was impressed my God, or not. You, girl, you just like the grand dom. Now you tearing her up, girl. What, what oh, in the Real Housewives of Purple know. Pants podcast is going on? I can still throw shade. I mean, like, Karen I love, but she do have a lot a face full of Botox. Come on now. I think she, uh, this, but, but here's what I would say about Karen. Um, she looks okay for her age. I ain't mad at how she looks for her age. So uh, despite the Botox or whatever, I, I still think she looks good. I do. I didn't say she looks good. I didn't look good. I said she had a lot of Botox. And let me tell you something. If, I, if it gets to the point where I want to shoot Botox in my face, I will be Botox to the gods. And I don't give a fuck what you got to say. So, whatever. It wasn't real shade. It was just an observation. Okay. Um, and but we'll so, give you that pass, but we won't give it to Giselle, but we'll give you that pass. But go on, Wendy. Don't, Wendy. don't make me tell you how I really feel. Wendy, I like. I love an educated black woman. So, she has her PhD in political science, I believe. And she's at John Hopkins. And she is 
is giving all that black girl magic and Melanie Chin on TV. Love it. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see her. I think seems like she's a straight shooter. Seems like they brought her in to be Team Candace. Uh, I really hope that changes because I don't know what kind of leg Candace got to stand on. So we'll see. We'll see. I think everybody was very excited to see her storyline. Um, it wasn't very exciting to me, but you know, it's like an introduction. So we just, we just, we just revving up the engine. We just warming up the engine with Wendy. I hope so. I'm kind of sort of like Karen, not impressed, but I like her, but I'm just like, okay. I mean, but it's also like a new kid in school. You just, you got like you said, you got to warm up to them. So yeah. that is Jatia and Bryce takes the Real Housewives of Potomac. The first three episodes, we're going to try to give you this Potomac tea on a bi-weekly basis. And just so, remember, Giselle is a hater. Here she go. Here she go. <laughs> but we're going to keep it cute. So if you like this content, Ajitia and Bryce breaking down Housewives of Potomac, please tweet us. Let me know what you think about the review. Tweet, DM, let us know what you think. But before you go, oh, I was about to say Giselle. <laughs> before you go, Giselle, what you up to, Jatia? What you got working out? What you got in the, the mix? Well, while I am waiting for my copy of the Zaddy 2021 calendar, I am organizing. Hello, Zaddy. Um, I'm organizing a panel about African-American women and reality TV. We have um, participants and former contestants from Big Brother U.S. and Canada. We have participants from Survivor and also from The Amazing Race. And we're just going to talk about, you know, issues that are affecting African-American women and also how we're portrayed on TV. So just doing that, you know, trying to do my activism thing. Usually I stand for women in science and technology, engineering and mathematics, STEM. But, you know, I'm just trying to bring that same level of activism to the reality TV community because we really need to change. I love it. And I love that you're keeping the conversation going. You're not using this as a moment, but a movement. And I love it. And so, yes, make sure you guys go to Jatia. Drop your Twitter and your Instagram for them, girl. So it's the same thing at Jatia PhD. You can find me. Hit me up. Love to chat with you guys. Love the Purple Pants Posse. Just like yes. I love Mr. Bryce Isaiah, even though he a hater ass with Here Giselle, we go. But you know. But since since you did win sequester, I will allow you this Giselle pass. But yes, thanks for coming on, Jatia. And I can't wait to see the panel. Make sure you guys go to Jatia's page to check out information about her panel, Black is Queen, which is amazing. I love it. It's actually sponsored by the Purple Pants Podcast. Absolutely. You know I like to get behind a good cause. And so we'll see you in two weeks covering some more pop. I'm about to say Pahomic. Potomac <laughs> tea. Okay. Giselle's queen. Bye. Team Monique. The following message is brought to you by. Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi, this is Ms. Barb, and I want to share something with you written by Pastor David Crosby. You do not get to choose the events that come your way, nor the sorrows that interrupt your life. They will likely be a surprise to you, catching you off guard and unprepared. 
You may hold your head in your hands and lament your weak condition and wonder what you ought to do. To suffer, that is common to all. To suffer and still keep your composure, your faith, and your smile, that is remarkable. Pain will change you more profoundly than success or good fortune. Suffering shapes your perception of life, your values and priorities, and your goals and dreams. Your pain is changing you. Love you. Thanks, Mom, for another great Barb's message. And you know my mom loves to hear from you guys. So if you got something out of this Barb's message, if it moved you, if it got you through your week, let us know. Please tweet us, DM me. And you know I always screenshot it and send it to my mom. She always feels so honored to hear from the Purple Pants Posse. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. I'm so excited. Now, listen. Now, this is a first time in Purple Pants Podcast history. We have two freaks of the week. Okay, listen. Let me tell y'all. I be minding my business. I do. I be scrolling through the Instagram. I be on the Twitters. And it just comes to me. So the first freak of the week happens to come from. Now, listen. Now, mind you, y'all know I was just minding my business. And, you know, the Zaddy calendar came out this weekend. And listen, I had got somebody tweeted me and said, Zaddy or no, asking Bryce Isaiah for a friend. And it's none other than Survivor legend Russell Swan. And baby, Russell Swan posted a photo of him back on that beach. And Uchale, this one, Russell had the locks, okay? Russell had looked like a 12-pack walking on the beach. Now, I might have omitted Russell from the Zaddy calendar, but after seeing this photo, I said, oh, wait a minute. Let me find out. Russy Russ is a Zaddy after all. Shout out to Russell Swan. He's a huge supporter of the Purple Pants podcast, and he is currently trying to get his pilot license. And so, when his you YouTube, he has a YouTube show called Russ Can Fly. And it is so entertaining um, and it's so educational. I love it to see an African-American man pursue his dreams, becoming a pilot and taking us along the journey. So make sure you guys check out Russell Swan. OK. And each Friday he uploads a new video to his YouTube. And it's just Russell is just so fun in itself, but it's so educational. So make sure you guys at Russ Kid, OK, on Instagram and Twitter and let him know you are the freak of the week. Now, listen. Listen, we got a double header this week. Now, around the same time Russ was adding me on Twitter, a lot of the Purple Pants Posse was in the comments of Dalton Ross adding Bryce Isaiah, hashtag Robert was robbed for the Zaddy calendar. And listen, Dalton had tweeted something that says, while we're pausing, let's also or let's also appreciate Rob's Speedos. And I'm assuming this is back when Rob was on the Amazon, baby. And I didn't know that Rob's swimming trunks for the for the his season of Survivor was some man Kinties, okay? Robert Robert was up in some man 
Kinkties, okay, up at Survivor Bay Bay, okay. Rob got the thigh action out, and so you know I can't S up any opportunity to bring attention to Robert and his fashion choices. So yes, Robert and that man Kinkti made the freak of the week, Bay Bay. But I just need y'all to just add Robert hashtag freak of the week and just add me so I can retweet all of them, okay? Yes, because Robert is the freak of the week as well, too. So yes, Purple Pants Podcast History, we got a bunch of zatties. Oh, our freak of the week and you already know with freak of the week it's happy and sad for me because that means we are at another end of an amazing episode thank you guys so much for the support but listen make sure you subscribe to my podcast on spotify apple Podcasts. make sure you write a review and tell a friend to tell a friend I can't echo enough how honored I am to be your host of the Purple Pan Podcast and to be here uh, for a full year. It's so exciting. I'm so trying to cook up some new special things for y'all. So make sure you stay down with your baby boy and you know where to find me. I'll be here next week. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. The Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.